Welcome in. What is going on, beautiful people? How we living on this football Friday? Welcome into the show. We're so happy to have you here live from Atlanta, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. You can, uh, if you're watching on Zone TV, you can see the hotel, the palatial setup that I have behind me because I'm looking, I'm looking at the stadium right across from my road office view. It's going to be a lot of fun today. We're going to have Blaine Bishop, uh, the hitman himself of Blaine and Mickey. He'll join us at 1020. We will talk about this Field of Dreams game that Lucas brought up earlier because I actually watched baseball last night, and it was spectacular. Jared Diamond of the Wall Street Journal wrote a great article about Tim Anderson who hit the walk-off to win it last night. He'll be here at 1120. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio. 1220 for his weekly installment. I got strip club food thoughts. I got field of dreams, game analysis, Lucas. I got everything today and it's all presented by scoreboard bar and grill. How are we living, buddy? I'm good. I think you need to clean up your setup a little bit. Just airplane bottles strewn across the hotel room floor. <laughs> is this a work trip or is this a pleasure trip? Yeah, that's much nicer than you want to tell. You want to tell people what you said to me during the commercial break before we started on live air. I'm, you brave I'm, enough? Right. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Very good. He's already decided to recuse himself from a couple of conversations today. And he comes out swinging at me. You can, I'll have plausible deniability. (laughs) Yes. No, there I've, I've done well in the, in cleaning up all of the, uh, all of the many airplane airplane bottles of booze that were strewn about me when I woke up at a stupor. No, of course not. This is a work trip. This is a business trip, baby. This is the first game day of the year. I'm fired up. I know everybody out there is too. If you want to get involved, by the way, 615-737-1045 is the number. 615-737-1045. I I want your thoughts. What are you most looking forward to in this Titans preseason game? Um, And we're going to get into it over the course of the next three hours. We welcome your participation as always, whether it be by chat or by phone. You are always welcome to voice your opinions here. Uh, But uh, you know what, Lucas? I think this, this, uh, this is the first road radio show that we've done together and of course we're going to be in tampa or i'll be in tampa all basically all of next week doing the show so we're going to have to fight through some adversity because i'm looking at the clock right now and i'm on eastern time and this is going to completely and totally mess me up today i have zero chance of keeping tabs on the clock zero chance now you give yourself a little bit of a chance no i mean you you one would think that that just the element of an hour forward would not be enough to completely derail me, but I'm a creature of habit. You know, we work in a very fragile ecosystem. Our bosses tell us, uh, our bosses tell us, if anything goes wrong, just not tell me while we're on the air because we're trying to make sure that things keep on track. So even an hour of time difference in Eastern time is going to completely, completely jack me up today. Well, I'm glad you're here on time. I hope you get to the game on time. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. 615-737-1045. What are you most looking forward to? In this Titans preseason game. So I, uh, I, I want to take this in parts. I want to make sure that we cover a lot of ground here because I was, I was doing my primetime show uh, production meeting with my producer, Reed, last night on the drive down from Nashville. And, and I had a moment, Lucas, I swear it's as corny a thing as anything that's happened to me. I had a moment where I got like legitimately excited about seeing camp battle storylines advance. That hadn't happened to me in so long. It's been so long since we've had an actual preseason game. 
I'm watching Mac Jones dice up the Washington football team last night. I'm getting fired up about Josh, Josh Uche, the pass rusher, because I remember him from the draft and we, you know, I haven't seen a lot of these guys in a long time. And now we finally get for the Titans. We finally get to see some of these camp battles come to fruition specifically with the backup quarterback. And that's kind of where I'd like to start today because Logan Woodside is going to get the start. Matt Barkley, one would imagine, will play a substantial amount of reps. There will be a, a good deal of competition behind Ryan Tannehill, and it's going to matter this year for a great many reasons, uh, the least of which, not the least of which being, rather, that there's an additional regular season game, and your backup quarterback is more important than ever before in this 2021 season. Uh, Jacob Del- DeLeon says he's fired up here at work in the Zone TV chat because he wants to see who wants it. Yes, this is the kind of football analysis. Who wants it more, <laughs> even in a preseason game? We think Art's going to come out here. Art Smith going to come out here and try to out-alpha Mike in his first uh, appearance as an NFL head coach. I would love to see. I would love to see just an outright pissing competition in preseason game number one between Arthur Smith and Mike Vrabel. I'm actively rooting for it. Yeah, do we get like a Baltimore Ravens situation from 2020? <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> for a preseason game? You got you got some you got like Sam Ficken and Tucker McCann dancing on the the Falcons logo in midfield. Why I ought to square enough? <laughs> I so that then we immediately have to put it on a poll who would win in a fight, Art Smith or Mike Vrabel, because we did that with Harbaugh. I thought you were going to say Sam Ficken or Tucker McCann. Oh well, or, I guess it would be. Uh, well, who's the Falcons kicker? Oh, isn't it? Is it still Young Hoku? Is it not I still Young so. Hoku? I hope so. He, wearing, a cool, he had a cool background. Well, he was wearing Mike Vick's number. That was like people were offended by that. This uh, this kicker, and I, I, he, I'm pretty sure he's still around. I, I feel like yeah, I saw no, him still, last It's still year. coup. Uh, Hunter Moss tweets in uh, that my shirt and the room's wallpaper, the shirt that I'm wearing today, if you're watching on Zone TV, has, uh, has him nauseated. Is, is the wallpaper behind me controversial? I kind of like the wallpaper. Maybe it doesn't look as good as I think it does, like the aesthetic of the room, of the hotel room. that I, I kind of like the wallpaper. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, my shirt juxtaposed against it is is pretty brutal. But, yeah, you know, it's okay. Listen, yeah, what, what are you going to do? You want me to re-wallpaper the hotel room? <laughs> These people can't be happy with anything other than preseason football. 615-737-1045. So should it be a fight between Art Smith and Mike Vrabel or Young Ho Koon and Sam Ficken? Are you really? <laughs> Are you really tweeting out this poll? Yeah. Which one should we do? Um, well, I mean, probably for the sake of comedy, the kicker poll. Probably that. You know, people for the accuse sake us. Of comedy, yes. For the sake of, I mean, that's all I'm doing this radio show for. If I if I can make somebody laugh over the course of three hours, just one time with a bad joke, then I'm going to uh, then I'm going to feel like we've had a successful day, and hopefully we'll we'll uh, we'll be able to do that with some strip club food analysis later on in the show. But in the meantime, let's talk about the backup quarterback position. Austin Stanley has just texted me. The wallpaper looks like a 70s porno. Well, you know what? We got a cat. <laughs> we got a casting couch in the zone studios and nobody says anything to me about that. What do you want from me? Some boogie you know? nights vibes. Every every room I'm in apparently is an OnlyFans. Uh, an OnlyFans set. I'm just going to start an account for all these people, for all the aesthetics around me. 615-737-1045. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> so the backup quarterbacks. Damn it, Lucas. I'm going to do preseason analysis no matter what people say about the wallpaper today. Logan Woodside and Matt Barkley. 
Matt Barkley, who has significantly underwhelmed as the professional quarterback since coming in as one of the most hyped prospects his junior year, coming back for his senior year at USC and having really the bottom fallout. I mean, in a big way, as a draft pick by the Philadelphia Eagles, speaking as speaking about Mike Vick, he was drafted to come in there and potentially replace Mike Vick as during his Philadelphia Eagles stint, you had at the time, Nick Foles, Matt Barkley, and Mike Vick in the Eagles uh, quarterback room, and then he's bounced around the league since. He's had stints with the Chicago Bears. He's played for the Cleveland Browns. He's been a Buffalo Bill. uh, And now he finds himself in Tennessee trying to find ways to unseat Logan Woodside, the the unseatable, however we say it, the undefeated. The ununseatable. The ununseatable. Double negatives here on a Friday. Why not? But with Woodside, I saw an article on, on Broadway Sports yesterday, and, and Trey, I, I always forget Trey's last name, so apologies to him, uh, but the article was about how the Titans haven't done enough to bring in people to push Logan Woodside, and I read that just in my mind thinking, well, who else do you want them to get? Look at the free agent quarterback market out there. Who, who are you trying? It's, it's, it, is, it is an anomaly to have a situation where you have Ryan Tannehill backed up by Marcus Mariota or to start the season, vice versa. You you have a team every year who goes out and gets a veteran quarterback who's had success in the league, like the Cowboys with Andy Dalton, and that's considered the best backup quarterback position in the league. And look how bad Andy Dalton was for the Cowboys last year. So when you're talking about Logan Woodside or the case that the, that article was making, that the Titans haven't done enough behind him to push him, no, it's just that he's beaten everybody that they've put in front of him, be it Deshaun Kaiser or uh, or Trevor Simeon last year, be it somebody like Cole McDonald, the six-round draft pick who ha- doesn't even make it through training camp because Woodside is clearly so much further ahead and understands the playbook better than a lot of these guys. He has the advantage, Logan Woodside does, of coming in at a time where uh, now now our boss Paul Mason is tweet is texting me about the wallpaper. Been, <laughs> I can't I can't get through legitimate analysis without somebody blowing me up about this hotel room. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. How long, Lucas? How long do you think it takes us to get a noise complaint? Like we we do a three hour radio show. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Atlanta. I have sound canceling headphones on, so I don't think I sound that loud. But you know that I'm pre- I'm being loud in here. That My neighbors cannot be, be pleased. That would be amazing. I'm I'm praying for that to happen. Your phone to start ringing off the hook with a noise complaint or housekeeping to just come barging in there and start cleaning up all the airplane bottles while you're doing the show, and you just have to keep <laughs> plugging along. Or better yet, you don't notice, and there's just a housekeeping person cleaning up behind you. This is what I hope happens. <laughs> like I said, for the sake of comedy, we have to we have to get more. We have to get as much as humanly possible out of these road trips presented by our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. But in the case of the backup quarterbacks, Logan Woodside has been the best, whether you consider them to be the best of bad options or not. Logan Woodside is the one that the coaching staff trusts the most. And at the end of the day, even as you even as you may not have seen him play a regular season game, even as you've seen precious little of him in the preseason, understanding that preseason defenses are not defenses that are schemed with the intent of really stopping the quarterback. They're just playing basic concepts and coverages and seeing how guys are taking the meeting rooms to the playing field and ultimately to the practice field and then into the preseason games. Who is competent? 
at this level, especially in preseason game number one. But we will see Logan Woodside get the start tonight. And I'm looking forward to seeing him because it's been so long outside of a practice setting that we've seen Logan Woodside legitimately compete. I, I don't know. And, and we, we, were, we were talking to both of them. Lucas, if, uh, if you have that clip that I emailed you of the two quarterbacks uh, talking about this particular competition uh, earlier in practice the last couple of weeks, Logan Woodside, you'll hear first, and then Matt Barkley right after talking about the Titans QB contest. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, my whole life I've had to compete, and that's something that's really tried to have uh, tried to raise my game. You know, through competition, and uh, Deshaun's been great. We've been working hard together, and uh, you know, learning things from him, and uh, I'm sure he's doing the same. So it's been good. Uh, yeah, but I like fire hoses. You know, I've been in this situation before where I've had to learn a whole new language in a matter of weeks. So uh, I do have some familiarity being in Shanahan's offense before, and there's some carryover between the systems. So. Uh, I mean, the fact that they already kind of got all their installs and they're going a little deeper now is a little tougher uh, than like a day one install, but uh, it's part of the job and, you know, I'm embracing it. That's Logan Woodside first and then Matt Barkley in the same clip. I love that they just left. I love that producer Reed just left that without context. Matt Barkley saying, yeah, I love fire hoses. <laughs> like he's got some kind of weird, like weird fetish with fire hoses or like he wants to grow up to be a, a firefighter or something like that. That's oh, what that's he, uh, yeah, I love fire hoses when it completely neglects that the question he was asked was, is it kind of like drinking through a fire hose right now, which is such a stupid saying. <laughs> but anyway, the Titans backup quarterbacks will compete on the field today. We'll talk about the running backs coming up next. Blaine Bishop of uh, of Blaine and Mickey. And of course, here on 104.5 The Zone and Titans Talkback, because officially Titans game day coverage in mass begins today. And Blaine Bishop is going to be a big part of it. All that and more coming up next. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone. Live from Atlanta, it is the Buck Rising show here on 104.5 The Zone, presented our coverage live from Atlanta, presented by our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill in Nashville. Man, you got to go check these people out. Not just because they're making this content possible for you, but because they have the world's largest selection of bushwhackers. Football, music, everything in between. Uh, I did not know I had such an affinity for bushwhackers until I tried some of the selection at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. So I would invite you, if you're pre-gaming today, maybe, uh, you know, God knows it's hot, a little, so, a little, a little something to, uh, to cool you off. And, uh, and provide refreshment and vibe at Scoreboard Bar and Grill before today's preseason game. Of course, coverage begins here on 104.5 The Zone, right in the middle of 3HL, like 4 o'clock. They're going to roll right on through with Titans radio coverage, which I'll be a part of today, Lucas. I'm nervous. I get to sit in the booth with the great one, Rhett Bryan and Jim Wyatt. I, uh, I, got, I, got, a, I got a little first-time uh, first butterflies. You should. That's a couple of legends right there. Yeah, so I'm going to try not to embarrass myself on as a uh, as a part of the Titans radio broadcast today. So we were talking about positions that we're watching. I've got five storylines that I'm kind of following going into today's game. We started with the quarterbacks, the backup quarterbacks, and remember that Blaine Bishop will join us here in just a second. We'll get the hitman's thoughts on the matter and really how much preseason football has changed from uh, now going back to his time in the league. But 
outside of the quarterbacks, you know, Darrington Evans is going to be a fascination throughout the course of this training camp, this preseason. And as we get closer, really, I mean, once we get into the season, I want to know how many or how the dimensions of this offense change with a legitimate receiving threat out of the backfield. I know people are going to tell me that Derrick Henry has been working on his pass catching abilities. I know that Derrick Henry, you know, the highlight videos, you want, you want to give him the credit that he, that he deserves for putting in the kind of work that he has on that particular skill set in the offseason. But he's not ever going to be a natural receiver like somebody uh, like his backup, theoretically, Darrington Evans, who played the position a little bit in college and then ultimately transitioned to running back uh, and made big plays at App State on special teams as well. What is his role? How has he kind of taken advantage of the opportunities that he has been afforded? Because Derek hasn't been doing a lot of work during training camp. I mean, he's been doing work, but not in the conventional sense of practice. It's Darrington Evans getting the lion's share of these reps right now, and it seems like he's really taken advantage. Mike Vrabel has been complimentary of him, but now comes the first opportunity to see him, and a lot of these second-year dudes, like Christian Fulton, like Darrington Evans, how can they take advantage of these critical reps uh, in game-like situations that will ultimately solidify their position on this roster. Because we have a lot of unknowns, not just about the backup quarterback position, not just about the rookie class coming in. Remember that Caleb Farley will not play today as well. Mike Vrabel said in his press conference on Wednesday that Farley is not ready to play in the games just yet. So that'll be a situation to monitor. But outside of this rookie class, I mean, it's basically like having two rookie classes for every NFL team this year, having them go through the motions of a normal offseason into training camp and then a full-fledged preseason for them to kind of find their footing before the real games begin. 615-737-1045 is the number if you want to get involved with the conversation. 615-737 1045. Blaine Bishop will join us shortly and we'll continue this conversation with him. Uh, I, I think that for, for Evans and the other running backs on this roster, you've got guys like Makai Sargent, who's, out, you know, really, really not done much outside of take special teams and third string reps. You've got players uh, on this roster like Brian Hill, who comes in as a different kind of a running back. He's very, very long. He's got great length. His his straight-line speed appears to be NFL caliber. He's had some good snaps, in fact, with the Atlanta Falcons when he was formerly on their roster. But how, how big is the gap right now between these two guys competing for the backup position behind Derrick Henry? Those of you watching on Zone TV, you, you see that I have my – this is not the unofficial depth chart for those of you who would start fires – uh, with, you know, tight end one and right tackle two or all these things. Where is Dylan Raiden's on the roster, all of this stuff? No, this is just the 90-man Titans roster that I have come prepared for today. Some guys that I've highlighted. Makai Sargent, Darrington Evans, Brian Hill. That's really the bulk of the competition behind Derrick Henry. You know who the primary, uh, primary actors are going to be, really, on offense across the board. The only thing you don't know is... Who's going to start at right tackle once the season gets here? That is something that we'll get into later. Well, Greg Cosell and myself, uh, Greg Cosell and myself got into a conversation about Dylan Radens playing on the interior 
offensive line that we'll touch on later in the show. 615-737-1045. Which position group are you most focused on? Which player are you most excited to see once the preseason games begin? I think I think Darrington Evans and Logan Woodside, how they work in conjunction with each other, understanding that they're going to be running basic concepts on both sides of the ball for the Titans and for the Falcons today. What, what I'm looking for is, is how, they, how they utilize him situationally, how Logan Woodside manages the kind of situations that they put him in. Do they let him start the entire first half and take it to the two-minute warning and then allow him to operate the offense in two-minute? How do they focus on coming off of, of Wednesday's situational football practices? These are the kind of opportunities that they'll have the ability to replicate in a game-like situation. Two-minute offense, four-minute offense. You know how how do you how do you find ways to uh, how do you find ways to extend extend the play or extend the uh, extend the end of the half when you've got. 30 seconds left on the play clock. Do you have the presence of mind to get to the line of scrimmage clock it? Or do you do what they did against Jacksonville last year in the regular season, which is rush to the line with 10 seconds left, get a playoff, throw the ball to AJ Brown and score a touchdown. How do they kind of manage these opportunities for the guys who will see snaps in a reserve role like Logan Woodside and Darrington Evans will. I, I think, I think of the second year guys, Coming into this game, I'm most intrigued by Darrington Evans. I am, I am, un, I'm not, I'm not really sure how they're going to, when he's in the game, when it's him and Derek, and those are the top two running backs. If in fact they end up being the top two running backs, or at least Darrington Evans being the second running back behind Derek, how do they kind of balance giving away what they're doing when one of those guys is in the game as opposed to the other? When Derrick Henry is in the game, you understand that Derrick Henry is going to be the primary threat out of the backfield. You understand that if you're going to get beat by run action play calls, that Derrick Henry is going to be the person that you have to most focus on stopping. That's how you stop the Titans. That's how you make life difficult for the Titans is you first focus on the thing that they come out wanting to do, wanting to establish first and foremost. And that is established the run. It's not just not just them playing lip service to uh, to a cliche in football that's as old as time. No, this is one of the teams that's a rare enough thing that is an intentionally run first team in the year 2020, 2021. That's not really where football has been trending in the last couple of years. So how do they not give away the game when it's Derrick Henry in the backfield as opposed to Darrington Evans? How does Darrington Evans find ways to excel as a running back and not just as a receiving threat. How does he function in the screen game, which is Derrick Henry's best weapon as a receiver? It's not necessarily splitting him out wide uh, to try and provide a distraction. It's not necessarily trying to figure out the defense based on where you align Derrick Henry, whether he's your man zone indicator or if you're working that off of the tight end, as football teams tend to do. How do they kind of find ways to bring Darrington Evans along and elevate his game so that he is a legitimate running threat and not just somebody who they know, like Deion Lewis, who retired today? That was the biggest issue with the Deion Lewis experiment is that they gave away the game based on which running back was in the game. There was the rare Deion Lewis game that happened in the first half 
uh, like Carolina in the 2019 season that that was they went into that game with a Deion Lewis game plan and it was fine until he fumbled the football. They ended up losing. They went with Derrick Henry the entire second half, and that's where they kind of established that offensive identity. But we'll talk more about the offense and more about the depth pieces on this roster later on in the show. In the meantime, we got the hitman. We got Blaine Bishop. He joins us now on 104.5 The Zone. Of course, you can hear his radio show, Blaine and Mickey, directly after this one from 1 to 3. My brother, what is going on? Happy game day. Man, I see you all jacked up and pumped up, man, <laughs> about the preseason. First game, I guess we all should be because of uh, there was no preseason last year. So, yes, a lot of excitement. Blaine, it, it may be that or it may be the buzz that I'm still rocking based on Lucas's uh, allegations that I've just – Air, small airport bottles of liquor strewn about my hotel room where I'm doing the radio show right now. So it's it's unclear whether I'm uh, whether I'm chemically enhanced at this point or not. <laughs> it's they're what is they're visible? No, they're not visible. I did a good job sweeping oh, them up before okay. the radio show started. I made sure they weren't on camera. I'm a professional. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just making sure, man. You know, <laughs> Blaine's out here trying to do. I'm trying to do a comedy routine. Blaine's out here trying to play damage control to make sure I don't get fired. Blaine Bishop, here with us on 104.5. It's okay, Blaine. Hey, man, I, I, don't what, I don't know what you did last night, man. I have no idea, man. I'm, I'm... <laughs> well, what I did last night, Blaine, is I got wings from a strip club, but I'll tell that story later. Uh, that is not yeah. what we're here to do. We're going to talk about uh, preseason football. <laughs> In the meantime, I love Blaine so much. I love what he did. This oh, is, this you, is the you were hanging out. What, what was that player's name for the uh, the Clippers? I think he was, Lou Williams. Was I got the Lou Williams meal. You were hanging out with Lou Williams? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I, here, let me give. I'll give away the game already. I wasn't physically in the strip club, but the strip club is on Uber Eats, <laughs> Blaine. So I got the Lou Williams meal from Magic City Uber Eats to my hotel room. Oh, uh, you have to enjoy right, it right, right. in Here's Magic City. Here's the only question I want to know is. Were the wings worth him going there to get some? Because <laughs> that's hey. the reason why he was there. <laughs> well, and and phrasing better to say get some wings because otherwise you're getting you know you're getting into dangerous territory. Right, right. But get I'm, some wings. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I will what I will say to you is hell yes, they were absolutely worth breaking protocol for barbecue with a little lemon pepper seasoning. It comes with a whole baked potato as the side, uh, Blaine. I thought oh, I was yeah. going to die last night, but it was great. Oh man, I'm gonna have to check those out. I'm gonna have to get some. <laughs> I'll bring some back via, via for you Uber, to the studio. Uber Eats. Uber Eats. <laughs> Eat. That's right. <laughs> Blaine Bishop <laughs> here with us on 104.5 The Zone. All right, Blaine. Well, I've been talking about quarterbacks and running backs to start our pregame preseason coverage today. What position are you most focused on when they take the field against Atlanta? Well, I, I probably have a vast array of guys I'm really going to be paying attention to. Uh, naturally, uh, with Tannehill not playing Woodside, uh, not having a lot of experience uh, at all, none in a regular season game, uh, you know, and limited, I guess you want to say, in the preseason the last two or three years. So I'll be watching him. It'll be interesting to see how he parlays that with, uh, you know, the backup offensive lineman and see if he gets some protection since they've been having a little bit of trouble in practice. I'm always going to be ta- looking at the kickers. It's going to be a battle all the way to the end. I think when you're talking about a championship-caliber team, you have to have a quality kicking game. And then, uh, you know, the wide receiver battles uh, from, you know, the guys who may be, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth guys, see if they can kind of stand out uh, 
in a preseason game, uh, whether they're getting the rock or not. He still could be open, don't get the rock. And then, then lastly, I want to see some of these defensive guys that are, have turned it up a notch and see if they can, if it, uh, you know, shows in a game. And that's uh, T.R. Tart is one of the, the main guys I want to watch just to see if he's that physical presence and dominating, you know, guy that uh, has been in practice. Wayne wants to know if the T.R. Tart hype is real. I think we all do at this point yep. in, in live mm-hmm. action reps. What, what, what is the value for a defensive back right now, Blaine, given that this secondary is largely new? I, didn't, I can't imagine we'd see Jackrabbit tonight, but Fulton and Molden specifically. We know Caleb Farley's not going to play. What, what are you kind of looking when you enter this the, uh, the preseason as a player at that position? What are you trying to make your objective as far as what you're trying to accomplish as a unit? <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see who plays or not play. I, I think you're kind of assuming maybe Jackrabbit to play. If you know, from my point of view, I would want my starters to play a, a couple series. Uh, and, and for me personally, probably uh, both sides of the ball. But naturally, the offense gets treated differently, and the quarterback for sure. Uh, because I want to start getting into the groove uh, back of uh, playing in a game and start working on the techniques so they can actually see themselves in the game, see the things that they need to work on, make sure their uh, mental uh, you know, processing of information, whether it be the play, the formations, uh, tendencies. You start trying to go down that road just like a broadcaster of start recreating those things that uh, brought value and help you be a better player. Uh, and I'm always about the action. So, you know, without preseason last year and guys doing fairly well, some coaches may lean to not playing a lot of veteran guys, but as a defensive back, man, I want to make sure I'm playing my technique. I understand where my help is. I want to be aggressive and also – be a short tackler and make sure I have my feet, hands, and eyes where they need to be uh, systematically every single play based off the call that is given to me. And and that's going to be critical. That's what they've worked so hard mm-hmm. on during the offseason to kind of figure out their their cues, their their hand motions basically to indicate what kind of coverage is. I've seen Jackrabbit doing that a lot with the younger players out on the field at yeah. training camp, how, how to, you know, basically indicating checks and calls on the defensive side of the ball, and this is the perfect opportunity for them to have that rehearsal. Yeah, no doubt. You're trying to sharpen those things that you've done at practice routinely and make sure everything's a lot faster. So you want to make sure you go through that process and make sure everybody's on the same page. And that's when, you know, you have little communication gaps. we got some guys aren't processing as fast as they have to in a game, and it cuts it's not practice. Everything's kind of sped up a little bit. So you want to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I know their communication skills have been a lot better with Bowen uh, going around to the different meeting rooms. So I don't want to hear a lot about, you know, communications at all this whole season, let alone in this first preseason game. If we get if we get in one press conference and they mention communication as an issue, Blaine, I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot this season straight into the sun because it's, immediate, <laughs> it's an immediate hey, indication of, of failure. Oh my God, yeah. Blaine Bishop here with us. <laughs> On 104.5 The Zone, host of Blaine and Mickey, and of course, Titans Talkback will be on post-game after the preseason game concludes with Blaine, Mickey, Kevin Dyson, even Lucas along for the ride today. I know he's looking forward to it. Blaine, I, uh, have, have, you ever, have, have you ever had a coach in a preseason game get too amped up, get too alpha, and try to like legitimately compete in a preseason game? The actual coach? 
Yeah, like the coach. Like I'm, I'm looking at Vrabel and Art You're today. Come up the, the hype, hype guy. Oh, you think Vrabel's going to get too hyped up for the game? No, I'm looking at Vrabel and I'm looking at Art, and I know that they're both a couple of com- huge, hugely competitive guys. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe yeah. what, maybe a play or two, they get over their skis and they try to rough each other up a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for that because I need a little extra juice out of the preseason right now. Well, naturally, both of those guys are very competitive guys in the coaching industry. They wouldn't have uh, made it as far as they have. When, when I say competition, I think they'll have fun loving, shake hands and talk at the you know midfield during the warm-ups and everything else. But I, when I say competitive nature, I would say trickery and things that you saw from practice daily that you couldn't actually do from both sides, from the head coach to former offensive coordinators and now head coach and Arthur Smith. I think that's where the competitive nature is. It'll come into play. Not necessarily the actual, you know, players. So I, I think maybe you go deep and play action past the first game. Maybe you do an onside kick to get it on tape uh, and, and say, well, I caught the coach slipping. You know, whether it's the special team coach or the head coach, it's, it's all the same uh, to the coaches because the head coach is responsible for everyone. Uh, and you, you know some of the tendencies and weaknesses of certain schemes and systems, too. Uh, so yeah, I, I would I would think uh, it's an advantage actually in my mind for the Titans, and I say that in that their backups may be playing against the Falcons starters probably mostly in the beginning, and that's where I'm gonna be really tuned in, and that way you can see if some of these backups are actually legitimately could start in the NFL as starters going against starting talent. So on the other side, I, I think. Uh, it kind of favors Arthur Smith in my mind. I think he wants to probably win it a little bit more. I know both are going to say they want to win, but he's trying to set the tone, and he may play players, you know, starter guys, maybe longer uh, than the Titans. At B Bishop 23 is where you can follow Blaine Bishop. Hear him 1-3 to three today with Mickey Ryan, and, of course, Titans talk back comes your way in the postgame festivities. Blaine, it's good to have you on, buddy. I appreciate you taking some time. Enjoy it today. All right, man. Make sure you save me something on wings and bring it back to me, okay? I'm bringing you. I'm bringing you back some wings. God knows else what's coming with the wings, Blaine. But we'll uh, we'll keep that for off air. Thank you, bud. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> you see how quickly he ran away from that. <laughs> Blaine Bishop, always a good time. All right, we'll come back and we'll talk about these strip club wings. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone, live from Atlanta, presented by Scoreboard Bar and Grill. Sure are. Too hot to trot live down in Atlanta, where we will be attending the preseason game between the Titans and the Falcons later on the Friday night lights. Things you love to see. If you want to get involved, 615-737-1045. What positions are you watching in tonight's preseason game? Blaine, Blaine Bishop acted like I like he was surprised that I'd be excited for the preseason. I'm the most cynical of any host on the zone. I, I think I hold that title. But even I'm allowed to get excited about preseason football. I don't think there's any crime in that. I think people, you know, I'm sure we will all gather together on Twitter seven minutes in and start to bitch about the level of play, but it's okay. At least we could do it together. That's the one place where Twitter can unite us and not divide us is communally watching sports together and debating who the fifth and sixth wide receivers are. 615-737-1045. Let's go to Emmanuel, who calls us from Connecticut. He wants to weigh in about this Titans preseason game. What's going on, Emmanuel? Oh, I'm relaxing. How are you guys doing? Man, we're doing just fine. Yeah, I'm excited for today also. There's a lot I want to see. 
So we'll see what happens. But how do you guys feel about Darrington Evans and Christian Fulton, though? Do you think they'll play a lot tonight? Or I, I would say, I don't know. I guess what do you consider a lot? Like, are you looking for them to play the full game, like a half? What are you thinking here? No, I mean, at least, I would say at least a drive or two. I mean, because they, oh, they yeah. didn't play a lot last year. So. Well, there was there was no preseason to play last year, understanding that, uh, that like COVID. Right. Well, they. I mean, one was one was hurt, and the other one missed a couple of months in between his two stints on the field. Yeah, you didn't get to learn a lot about those guys last year. And if you want to weigh in, six one five seven three seven one zero four five. I would anticipate be yeah, at least at least a drive, bare minimum, a drive for both of those guys. You'll probably see more starters than you expect to see, or guys who are gonna legitimately contribute whether they're starters whether they're the first guy off the bench at a position um rotational players you'll you'll see a lot more than i think you should you would expect to see um under normal circumstances but i think that ultimately we have a lot to learn about both of those guys right darrington evans missed the vast majority of the season dealing with injuries christian fulton started on the field as a rookie made a couple of good plays had his first interception in his first home game against the Jacksonville Jags, started in the slot, had missed significant time due to injury, then was bumped outside because they still had to make up for injuries and guys who were not available because Jonathan Joseph, obviously, was a starting outside corner at the beginning of the year last year, and we all know how that experiment went. So without, without Adoree Jackson out on the field, and once they cut Jonathan Joseph, Fulton was asked to play on the outside a bit more than he was later on in the, at the start of the season. And we saw him look a little more comfortable on the outside than I think he did in the slot. Now, there's a lot more going on in the slot. So it's not like he can't learn and grow and develop if that's the role that the coaching staff ultimately sees him in. But he does have some competition there with Elijah Molden on the field this year. Now, as far as Darrington Evans, you'd anticipate him getting at least a few drives, right? Because this has been his oh, yeah. training camp. It's been his training camp at running back as they bubble wrap Derrick Henry. So I'd imagine, especially in the first preseason game, they'd want to see a lot more of him, maybe even like a half. I don't know about a half in the first game because I think they're going to, you know, because they'll pair the roster down significantly as we go, go through each week. At this point, it's not just like a straight 90 to 53 cut anymore. They've staggered it once again, like they used to. So they'll, they'll look to see more of the guys because there will just be physically more guys to play in preseason game number one. So I don't know about a full half, but I, I would anticipate seeing plenty of work from Darrington Evans coming up tonight in Atlanta. So I mean, Blaine, Blaine spoiled it for me. I was going to tell my story about, uh, about music city, uh, music city strip club wings here, but we, uh, we did that last segment. Yeah. So for, for, we put it out on, on a poll on Twitter. Have you ever had food? Have you ever ordered food at a strip club? And I've kind of skirted my own rules on the poll here because I did not physically go to a strip club last night to eat dinner. However, at like, because we're on Eastern time. I finished the primetime show about 10 o'clock Eastern. Atlanta is starting to shut back down again, unfortunately, due to the way that this COVID uh, Delta variant is spiking. I, I saw a very, very disturbing tweet from Phil Williams at News Channel 5 this morning about how, I mean, just being no ICU beds uh, in Middle Tennessee right now, which which is deeply concerning, given that we're starting to get close to football season and understanding that people will gather in mass at sporting events. I'd be curious to see what kind of numbers result from something like the music city grand prix, but a conversation for another day, long story short, a lot of stuff shut down in Atlanta again, and everything seems like it's going the way of a, uh, going the way of a 10 o'clock, you know, unofficial curfew. So I'm desperate for food. So I log on to Uber eats last night 
while I'm watching Mac Jones just dice up, dice the holy hell up out of the Washington football team's uh, second stringers in some preseason action. And I see music or a magic city kitchen is the first thing listed on Uber Eats. And I click on magic city kitchen. Cause I'm like, this can't be, this can't be like the magic city. This can't be the kitchen of the most famous strip club in Atlanta. Sure enough, it is. And the first item on the menu is the Lou Williams meal. It's 10 uh, barbecue wings with lemon pepper seasoning and a whole loaded baked potato that comes as a part of the package. I got it. I thought I was going to die, but it was so good. No wonder he broke protocol, left the NBA bubble to go to Magic City just because he wanted some dinner. What's I understand the it. Price range. Is that is it like a Roos Chris type of price range or like a Buffalo Wild Wings type of price range? Because they could probably so, drive like, that thing up. They they could. And I uh, I paid I paid a well, this is funny because this is going to end up on my expense report and our bosses are going to look around and be like, what the hell were you doing at Magic City? And why are you trying to write it off? <laughs> but I wasn't at Magic City. I was in my hotel room. I was safe. Uh, but yeah, they had I opted for the, it was not it was not outrageously expensive. It was probably more than your average 10 piece wing set would cost. But there were things like lamb chops on there for like 46 bucks. There was a, a nice surf and turf meal. Wow. They had the, the Oh, yeah. No, this was. This was two of the nines. I mean, you're, you're talking about like the like you normally associate strip clubs with grimy and dirty and, and all of them are. Yeah, that of sounds course. like a classy joint. I, it seems I've never physically been in it myself. Uh, now, strip clubs in Atlanta, it's like what people do for happy hour down here because my girlfriend used to live down here they, they go to Ma- magic city mondays they go like hang out at magic city you're gonna on a get monday back after work with all the co-workers and it's gonna be yeah buck we see you expensed eleven hundred dollars at an establishment titled magic city if you wouldn't mind explaining that a bit yeah, so, you know it's just a costume shop just a costume store it's a uh, magic city what are you gonna do yes i got the lou williams meal and it made me very happy uh, so we, we asked people, have you ever eaten food at a strip club? And, and some of you are willing to tell on yourselves, which is hilarious. Lebowski says eggs and legs, which is such a keg, kegs and eggs turned eggs and legs. Indeed. Crocky on YouTube says not my proudest moment, but had barbecue meatballs at brass stables in printers alley. Oh, oh dear God. That sounds that sounds like it might be problematic both during and afterwards. Anyway, we'll come back. We'll talk more preseason football. We'll also get to this field of dreams game that I really want to talk about because Tim Anderson and the Chicago White Sox against the Yankees last night, they put on an absolute show. Jared Diamond of the Wall Street Journal, who wrote a great piece about it this morning, will join us at 1120. Don't miss it. It's 104.5 The Zone presented by Scoreboard Bar and Grill.